0: Sullivan testing the Portuguese. You know, I like to be fit and healthy, so the best way I know is to just get out there and run.
1: Running was an outlet for me
0: to, I guess, feel good about myself and and take out some of the angers that were going on in my life.
2: Sonny O'Sullivan is going to take the world title back. To it's
1: Ireland. the Irishman running abroad, and today we are all about that base, the aerobic base you hear people banging on about all the time. Ireland's greatest of all time, is here to set us straight on what exactly aerobic base is, why we need it, and most importantly, how exactly do you build aerobic base in the shortest amount of time without wasting any time whatsoever. But first, happy birthday to you, Sonia. How are you feeling on this day? Yeah, I'm
0: feeling good, yeah. Um, it's actually not a bad day out there, sir. at least the rain, the rain is not coming down, you know, which <laughs> It does, sometimes you wake up and all you hear is Rain and you think, oh not again <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Ireland, you know Yeah, sometimes I would have thought
1: warm. you were used to that growing up in Cove But the uh, the rain over there just It just seems to never end I mean, th- this is a whole rainy season for them And then I guess it goes into snow
0: Yes, well I think we may have a few flurries of snow by the end of the week And um, I'm staying in a place now that's it's it's kind of, it's not quite in Beaverton, but it's around that area. And I was thinking, it reminds me of the Midlands. You know, when you're driving through the middle of the country and all of a sudden it gets colder and there's fog.
1: Oh yeah, that's <laughs> very much the Curragh where I grew up, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's really like that here. Um, like you'd be in the city of Portland or down by the river and it's, it's cold and clear and then you drive out towards Nike and you just hit this fog and you think, this is just, uh, <laughs> it's, so much it's, colder. it's like driving into an abyss, you know, Yeah, I, I don't Good. need to come here.
1: Now, how, um, I want to ask how you are with your birthdays, because I, I definitely make a big song and dance out of mine. I do a birthday month uh, where I force events on people in the name of my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> how are you with uh, each birthday?
0: Um, I don't know. It depends where I am, I mm. think, and who I'm with. So if I'm with people, it's great. And if I'm not, then it's just an ordinary... It's just another day. It's no big deal. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) And then it's like, it's kind of... What's worse about that is that you get messages from people all over the world, but then you don't really have anyone to share them with. You're kind of like stuck. Oh, (laughs) no. I hope you do something tonight. So I think you have to detach yourself from it then because otherwise you would kind of think... It's kind of like being... Christmas on your own, I suppose.
1: Oh God, I yeah. can't imagine anything worse. So obviously, you've <laughs> had this—you've had this throughout your career. Times where it's just like, well, I guess I'm just training again. But do you do you have one that stands out as the most isolated and miserable? And what was the best one?
0: Oh, I don't remember any. I—I I mean, I don't ever get ever get very isolated and miserable. because I'm just happy to, you know, just
1: do your do own thing. stuff. Do yeah. you,
0: you're happy to do just things that you normally do and you know i don't know like you you always do something nice i suppose or something happens so i don't always plan these things and sometimes i think that's the best way about these about birthdays and Mm. parties or meeting up with people is that you don't actually plan stuff and then it evolves into it and then you can never recreate that again
1: yeah the spontaneous Um, points are the best points
0: yeah like one of the best was actually probably my 40th birthday um, in Melbourne and it just kind of felt right around the time there was a run there, the great Australia run kind of came to town and, um, I wasn't running very fast at the time, but it was one of those things where I I was on the, you know, under 40 minutes for 10 K was the thing because I was going to be 40 and it was a 15 K race. So the run was actually part of the day, but then that night. We had a big party and we all these athletes had come from all over the world because the, no, the great run events, up the, the great large run. Hmm. We were friends with them, so we helped them out with the race. And they, they flew in all these athletes to make it a big deal. And it never really took off in Australia, the great run. Um, but we did have this one really good year. And we had um, Haile Gebre was there and um, there was this guy he was the Olympic champion from 2004 in the marathon, Stefano Baldini. And we were after having a, a party in the afternoon and it just went on for hours. And it was midnight and, you know, there wasn't there wasn't very much food left. Because it happened, but it was so many people there. And um, so Stefano Baldini, he just like got, got pasta out of the cupboard and started making up pasta at midnight. And it was like the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> I love and it. <laughs> so that that was really a fun <laughs> birthday. My sister came down for it. And so that was the only time I said I've ever really had a proper party that I didn't really organize it. And it was one of those things where I definitely went through the the thoughts of, you know, I don't want to have this. I've run nothing to do with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. And then
0: it just kind of grew legs and, you know, it actually was really good.
1: Lovely. So um, you sound like the the worst kind of person to try and throw a party for because you don't really want organization in the in the whole mix. No. You want people then- to spontaneously erupt into celebration for your birthday. <laughs> 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 it's like, I don't
0: want anyone. To say. I wanted to be telling everybody, but you kind of think that it was, someone might find out and they might do something <laughs> for you or ask you something.
1: Well, it looked like you were on like a full birthday trip over there last week around with Frank O'Mara. I was seeing private jets on your Instagram. I was like, this is this is like the good old days on the on the circuit, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it's a shame that my birthday wasn't last weekend because that was really one of the great weekends I had. And that was, you know, kind of spontaneous not, not like the things we did were not you know planned ahead.
2: it mm-hmm.
0: was like one thing led to another, and um, uh, you know, for me, going down to visit Frank, there was no expectation that we would do anything. I just wanted to go and visit him, I'd never been to Arkansas before, and um you know, Frank was all excited to show me around and um yeah, see as much as possible, so it was it was fantastic, and then the added bonus of um. Going to the NCA cross country to, to watch Sophie run. Um, but yeah, and then the other thing, I suppose, if your birthday, it depends on the day of the week, it falls as well. So Monday is not a very good day. Oh,
1: not a great day, no. Uh, it yeah. has to be but said. I
0: must say, I did last night, I had actually a lovely dinner last night. But the people I was with, and I was nearly going to tell them, but then I can't. No, I can't. <laughs> you know, you're like, going to think, I'm not going to announce it's my birthday because <laughs> then they'll make a big deal of it. And I don't want a big deal. I just want to. You know, you just want to have a normal, nice meal. I wish um, a former teammate of mine from Villanova. Yeah. Um, Michelle Demuro, she's now Michelle Ave, and her husband Steve. And um, so they invite... We actually went to a Villanova basketball game together during the week. Brilliant. And um, so she invited me up to dinner last night, and that was really nice. And it was so funny because we were talking about... Villanova has won nine, it's either nine, actually, <laughs> what did I say? I don't even remember. It's either nine or 11 and I have a picture so I can check. Back to back NCAA cross-country team titles. Yeah, I see you pointing to the picture number, of this. Yeah. yeah, a number of individual titles and we were actually on a team together and, and we think we were on two teams together. <laughs> it's so funny how you forget these things. You know, there's such a, I mean, I think it's an even bigger deal now because people are so paying so much attention and remember this stuff. But, you know, I suppose some that it's amazing how the most important thing in your life at a time in your life that you can forget it so easily. Mm, yeah. And so we were trying to remember who was on the teams and things like that. So it was really nice to, to get together. And, and she lives, I'm kind of halfway up the hills here in Beaverton. She's up even higher. She's about four miles higher up the hill. Um, on the snow line. So yeah, she said definitely later in the week there'll be a bit of snow up there.
1: Yeah, well, like we we obviously missed you last week, Sonia. It has to be said. And Rob Heffernan jumped in. People loved the chat with Rob. It was kind of a return to the old old Irishman abroad, uh, long form interviews. Uh, I know you listened back to it on one of your runs. It was just a nice change of pace, I guess. But uh, the first episode you've missed in two years, (laughs) your first (laughs) week off in two years, it was astonishing. Uh, But great to have you back to talk about this subject today of building aerobic base. Because in the last few weeks, we have made it clear that Our long term goal here on Irishman running abroad is Dublin next October, the Dublin Marathon. And between that, of course, we have the Cove 10 miler and the London Marathon, which I'm registered for. This is obviously all tempered by the fact that I'm injured at the moment and working with Vinnie Mulvey uh, in the return of the jar process. We'll hear from Vinnie later on, as that really did turn a corner this week. When we talk about a building aerobic base, though, this is foundation blocks, right, for for those bigger targets, is that right?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really just getting used to running a lot and to, you know, gradually build up your aerobic base and, you know, believing and knowing that just adding, you know, 10 or 15 minutes, you know, every few runs, it's all adding extra distance, it's adding extra aerobic capacity and it's just making you a better runner because you're running more and, you know, you're running more at a steady pace. And then I think what happens is you gradually build up a certain amount. Like I was looking at what um, Winnie gave you this week. You were sharing it with me there.
1: You're
0: mm. um, confused right now because you've got two phone numbers. I do. <laughs> so basically you were on every second day. So you had four runs. Mm he's got two Sundays in here he's got an eight day week that's great
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of the eight day week myself but this is the week upcoming that Vinny has suggested I do these runs to kind of get myself get the wheels back on track
0: yeah and so I mean I think when I look at I'm going, kind of, okay well how, many, how much time is this now so a figure 5k will give you about half an hour for that you know mm. by the time you warm up and get going and everything else so you've got a half an hour 6k you got another half hour So basically this week you've, without counting next Sunday, starting something, uh, you've got a half an hour, three half hour runs.
1: Yeah.
0: And so like, if you can get through that, then that's a good starting point. And then you have to work out, okay, now am I going to add in another half hour run or am I going to, which probably makes more sense than to be trying to increase the actual distance of the runs. Yeah, so we'll see what um what Vinny says about
1: that. Yeah, well, I certainly feel like I'm starting from scratch and it's almost like we've come full circle in the two years of episodes where Sonia originally said, yes, I can teach you, Jarlath Regan, the man who's never really run anywhere in his life, how to get out there and do it. Uh, it's hard not to feel like you're starting from scratch and get down about that, but You're not, you know, the system is there. It's built and remembers to a certain extent. But really, Sonia, honestly, those 5K on Sunday (laughs) felt like a half marathon. It was so crazy to see how detrained I was. Um, And Vinny says, and you will hear this in our uh, chat. We recorded a little bit yesterday evening after that run. Vinny made this point that I'd love to put to you, which was, so what? He was like, so what? Who cares? Who cares how it felt? He said, you did it. <laughs> and no, I've, ne- so when you, I've never had it put to me you, that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, when you did it, did you just run out the door or did you go and walk to a starting point or how but, did you approach it?
1: When you're running as slowly as I am at the moment, like above six minutes pace per kilometre, I figured that'll that's plenty of warm up, right? Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so, I just launched into it.
0: So, out the door. Mm. Yeah. So, what's your loop then? Are you on the roads or the footpath?
1: I am on what's the it? treacherous roads <laughs> around Tato Park <laughs> here in, in Meath. Uh, yeah, they're not much crack to run and they're quite undulating. So, there is a drag feeling to it. So, with a yep. little bit of a cold that you might be able to detect in my voice, it did feel shocking. Like, it felt absolutely shocking and I guess I speak to Vinny about this later on and uh, you know you probably relate a bit to this yourself that people do kind of think that every run should feel amazing like they're bouncing along and that that's just not how it's going to feel and maybe I'd forgotten that too yeah
0: I mean that is true and it's even worse actually (laughs) I had a weird experience yesterday Um, when you meet people to run Mm. And I I often I was thinking about this yesterday, if other people be like this. Sometimes you just don't really enjoy running with other people. Mm. Um and like I li- I always like the idea of running with other people and I think it's great to run with other people. But some days you're not really up for it and and I think it can be sometimes it can be a little bit you feel a little bit of pressure that you actually are not you kind of want to ease into the run yourself and other people are like hearing off down the road.
1: Hmm, like and me at that Tullamore Park run that time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. And so then you're kind of feeling a bit under pressure. So you're not enjoying it straight. It's like there's a, something in your head isn't happy about the situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so I was on this run yesterday, but the problem was I went to this place and it, I went a one of the groups here, they call called the Red Lizards and they post up runs. And Isol said she was going along as well. So then I thought, oh, well, I'll just go there. It'll be fine. And it was one of those days where the rain was freaking hitting off the route. And I thought, well, if I, at least if I drive somewhere else, it might be better over there. And it was, it was about 20 minutes away. But then it was kind of a run that was, it was just in these kind of suburban streets and stuff. Mm. And so straight away, I'm thinking, oh, I should have just went to a nice park. I should have went and run along by the by the lake. Yeah, so gets in your I head. Kind of question, I'm questioning why I'm doing this, And I wasn't really enjoying it, and then I got to the point in the run, and I was like, "Oh damn, I wish I brought my phone, and then I could find my way back right now."
1: <laughs> <laughs> All of this is happening internally, yeah
0: Yeah, so eventually I did say to um, one of the, a, um, this guy, Dave, and so the girl who I hadn't met her before, and, I, you know, you just don't want to be holding people back either. So I said, listen, I said, I think I'm going to cut this short. Is there a direct way back? And um, so then they were like, yeah, you yeah, know, you go down here. And they were going to come with me. And I'm like, no, no, just show me where to go. I said, I'm actually, I think I need to run by myself.
1: <laughs> How and did they was, take that? You know, it's so hard when you have to <laughs> say that to
0: someone. Yeah. It's not that I don't want to run with you, but, and I have nothing against you, but I just, I can't relax right now. So I need to have a bit of a time out here and then reset and then it was actually really nice i end up running so they were going over the over a bridge to the another part of over a bleeding highway and i think the highway like was the final straw for me i'm thinking (laughs) not running by over a highway yeah Yeah. and i end up in this really nice park westmoreland park it was i'd never there's parks all over the place here so then the run, run becomes a bit on road but then parts of it are in parks. So I get back around to where the car is really quickly and it's about 45 minutes into the run at this stage and I thought that actually wasn't a bad loop. Maybe I'll do that again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, but then tell I, I t- set off by myself again <laughs> on the same loop and I was like I actually quite enjoyed it. And it was gone probably going the same pace but
1: Well I that just was what I was going to ask. Yeah.
0: Able, and it kind of takes you back to this whole thing where you try to explain to people to relax when they're running and if there's some anything any bit of tension in the air or around you that you can't relax then sometimes you do have to kind of put your hand up and say no I gotta take a time out here and Mm. start again and I I can remember doing this when I was you know running at a high level you'd start a session and even the first 400 and I'd be like no this isn't right I gotta stop I can remember Alan's Story being there and I'd walk back and I said, no, I got to start again. I'm not
1: right. Wow. Yes, really? so I don't know if other people feel like this. Or yeah, you you know, well, look, it's so it's so interesting you bring it up because we're kind of puzzling and working backwards on this injury. And, you know, Vinny pointed out exactly how overwhelmed I am with work and not quite having the opportunity to relax. You know, that that rest part of the running thing. Not sure I've been doing that. And over this conversation that you're about to hear, uh, he points out exactly what Sonia's just said, that freeness in your head is the best way to avoid injury sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I I certainly haven't been doing that. So here's here's a little taste of what Vinny had to say. I'm here with Vinny Mulvey. The return of the jar is in full swing. I've had moments in this where I'm like, Jesus Christ, do I need to get this scanned? But you connected a while ago that it might be some portion of this could be stress and tension related, as in you're holding, holding on to it. Is that a common thing?
2: Very, very common. Yeah, And and, and look, it's hard to quantify that. It's hard to um, get someone in and say, oh, this is uh a... this Is psychological, or this is um, now when you say that, you can't say it like that to people because they think, Oh, is this just in my head?
1: Yeah, you're saying I'm crazy,
2: yeah. But there are uh, sometimes injuries are coming from the, the psychosomatic side of things, and
1: or that's a factor,
2: yeah. So, you you move back from England, and a lot of change you're worrying about where's your kid going to go to school, where are you going to live, and how, how am I going to make a living, am I going to. All that stuff, you know? And then where am I going to run? Um, you know, but I'm sure the, the more pressing questions were putting stress on you. And mm-hmm. I'm sure your routine was just all over the shop. And you're flying back and forth to England, you're doing gigs, and you're, you're, you're trying to promote your new shows. And it all, you know, it all plays its yeah, part. And look, I'll be honest with you, I don't really see you relax that often. Now, I'm not around you 24 hours a day, but and and that's 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 a sign of a busy person. You know, you're 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 always thinking of this week, next week. You know, and you're you're trying to get your running in. You're wondering is your son settling in in school? You know, yeah, there's no, loads get going I, on.
1: Well, you pointed this out, right? We we'll go down here because it's a little more shaded from this wind. This uh, winds that the people that ran the Clontarf half marathon this weekend will know all about. Put you in this wind So we're just going to Stroll down here a little bit Because You pointed this out to me About not relaxing And How you don't well, see me relaxed Yeah uh, You don't see me relaxed much now And
2: maybe, maybe, maybe you do relax No no before. it's
1: it's true I don't Like somebody asked me When do you knock off work Yeah The other day And I was like <laughs> I, When well, like, I close my eyes uh, Going to bed Like this is A part of Injury Uh, Manifestation and injury recovery That I find In all the YouTube videos that you stumble across Never comes up And kind of gets swept under the rug That, right, so you've established you've hurt yourself Surely Redressing the balance on Rest Has to be a consideration
2: yeah, well, Well. look, I'm not saying your injury is because you were stressed primarily, you know, there is the physical side of things as well, you did push your body, um, but that's, it could come in many forms, it could be grief from a death, or it could be um, a marriage breakup, it could be financial problems, it could yeah. be uh, whatever, Do you know, it could be your fight, your... A, a, a fight with your brother or your sister or your yeah, wife or your husband kind of family
1: or, fallout yeah yeah
2: and, and and i see it a lot but people are afraid to talk about it because um you're going to get people going well prove it or show me how do, how do you know that you know yeah, yeah. but
1: how can you say that impacts on you physically
2: yeah but it, it like it, it it does like you know and and like I always noticed when I was in my running career um, I ran be- I ran best when I was relaxed and, and free in my mind do you know and, and there were times when you know I, I was going through you know stuff whatever personal stuff yeah personal yeah. stuff whatever and you know you go to a, a an interval session and you just kind of you're not firing you know or, or you've had, you have to stop halfway through and you're like what is wrong with me mm. you know and um, so are
1: you saying that I, as much as I need to, you know, follow the plan, is there, I feel like some of the implication in what we've done is that I need to get on top of my stress levels?
2: Yeah, well, I definitely think you do. I mean, the first day I met you, I kind of sensed you were um, stressed, you know, and I think I said it to you even. Um, but, it, it, look, it's a grey area. It's very hard to say, oh, look, we sort. Saw- these things out everything will click into place but you have to you have mm. to try do you know
1: yeah well um, it is a stress injury right this is the other thing it's like does your body differentiate between emotional stress and physical stress it probably doesn't know the difference
2: just the life balance isn't it you know you you have to you can't be spinning too many plates because some of them are fall. Do you know what i mean so um like you have to throw diet in there as well and I mean, look. None of us are gonna live perfect lives all the time. I I I like to live by the philosophy of the eighty twenty rule. You know, if, if I'm doing everything right, eighty percent of the time, I'm happy.
1: The other thing that he pointed out that was quite, that was really interesting. I wanted to bring to your attention was listening to your body and sometimes knowing that while you're listening to your body, that your body isn't totally telling the truth. That's that—that's part of listening to it. Okay. That accepting that it's saying this, but it doesn't actually know what it's talking about. And what he's referring to is pain versus discomfort. You've been trying to say this to me for some time, <laughs> that uh, there's a difference, isn't there, between just the discomfort of these things in your body and the actual, oh, stop, stop running now, this is pain.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's trying to come to the decision or the conclusion of what is this pain or why is this here? Or, you know, is this enough for me not to run? Or is the feeling I get from going to run greater than the pain and the discomfort? And so it's balancing it out, you know. So how much can I take and how much do I want? Hmm. And, you know, I think, you know, for me yesterday, I felt great then afterwards. You know, you feel like, You've actually accomplished something. Yeah, I think when you, well, I think when you take the decision into your own hands, like you can take the advice and the guidance of a lot of people, but ultimately you have to kind of figure things out for yourself and work out Well, what, what is this pain? Why is it? Why is it stopping me from running? And you know, is there a fear there? Sometimes you can wake up and have some kind of a pain without doing anything. And is it just a pain that's kind of giving you the doubt in your head that, do I really want to go out there and go for a run? Mm. Or, yeah. Or do, or even just, you know, whatever it is you've got planned for the day. I mean, I think sometimes you need to have the motivation for the day and the energy for it. And if there's any kind of doubts about it at all, then, you know, you you can kind of stall things a little bit. Um and question yourself and the doubts are the thing. And it's the same thing when you're running a race or you're running a hard session, the doubts creep in to question, you know, can you really do this or mm. do you really want to do this? And, you know, you have to come up with the reasons why you do want to do it. And, and it's not that you're pushing yourself through pain barriers, but you're just finding a way that's comfortable that gives you what, what you need to get. And, you know, that's what you miss when you're not running is, you know, finding the way back to that. And I think sometimes if you have an injury, you know, sometimes you just have to say, I can't run, I've got to do other stuff, I can't do it. But then you get to the point and you think, I've got to run again. And then Mm. you have to find a way. And, you know, sometimes you do need a break, like you do need a mental and a physical break and you've got to take it. But then there comes a point then when you have to restart and that can be the hardest part and that's, where you are right now is that you're kind of thinking, I've missed this so much. It bothers me when I'm not running. You know, I'm restarting and I actually hate this now because it's so <laughs> hard. Yeah. And it's all this kind of conflicting mm. stuff in your head that you've got to kind of find that happy medium in there.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. I certainly don't hate it. And I, I, I definitely <laughs> haven't gotten there yet. But it is, you've hit an awful lot of nails on the head, mm-hmm. as did Vinny <coughs> in that Uh, We are talking about base aerobic training here, trying to build the aerobic base. And everything I read on this, the core of that is easy running, is finding that sweet spot, however you establish what it is, and doing lots and lots and lots of miles at that space or in that zone, inverted commas. Now, you can explain all this way better to us now, Sonia, as we ask the question, what exactly is aerobic base. I know it has something to do with there being three energy systems. And if you're <laughs> if you're doing these kind of Google black holes or rabbit holes, you can get awfully confused on what this is. But I understand from my understanding, it's quite simple.
0: It is quite simple and it can be very it can seem very complicated and difficult. And I mean, sometimes. You know, if I ask some people to share a training program with me, like, what are you doing? And they'll show me and there'll be all these kind of zones and kind of um, coded language in it. Mm. And I have no idea. I'm, oh my God, this this just doesn't make sense. Why can we not just write down simple words? Yeah. Like an easy run or a, um, a steady run, a threshold run. And, you know, don't make it too complicated. Um, so... You know, even aerobic and anaerobic, sometimes you have it's kind of right and left, you know, which is which <laughs> you have to think about it to make sure that you actually understand it. And, you know, there's only a small percentage of your training that can be anaerobic. And particularly if you're training for the marathon, very little of it needs to be anaerobic. That's just to kind of get the engine started and to, to um, I suppose, really dig deep you know at the end of a race would be the anaerobic stuff for you know mm-hmm. someone in a marathon they would rarely get to that point um elite marathoners yes because they would you know do some good training sessions where they may tap into the anaerobic system but uh, not very often
1: okay um, and anaerobic pretty- as vinnie explained was is just meaning without oxygen that's all that means so yeah, it's, so it's that high end of speed
0: you probably got to that state when you were running that four hundred session, which, you yeah. know, 50, that you did or something. Um, <laughs> and,
1: Not quite. Where you but...
0: come around and every time they're restarting again yes. and you haven't recovered, yeah. you know? So every time you're kind of the the buffer on the aerobic system is lower and lower. So it's kind of if you're working your aerobic or your anaerobic threshold, which is not anaerobic, but it's the threshold level below every, uh, uh, <laughs> anaerobic. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's kind of like, I'm to think of it like as, like pouring a pint of Guinness nearly, you know. <laughs> you can not pour the whole thing. You know, there's, a, there's, a, there's kind of a sweet spot when they pour the pint of Guinness and the bartender knows that it's going to settle here now and then I'll top it up. And 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 you mean that
1: that in terms of aerobic and anaerobic on top of that?
0: Yeah, So, like pint of Guinness, like the aerobic is that first pour that they do. Yeah. And in the anaerobic, that's kind of like the 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 head, the cream on top, the cream on top of the cake. You know, it's like (laughs) that's that's kind of like the final kind of um, topping that perfects. Can you believe that now you're going to be having pints of Guinness and you're going to be thinking about <laughs> <getting Robert laughs> You just ruin
1: pints for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for part one of our show on aerobic base building. Maybe this is the week that you'll treat yourself to a full year's membership of Irishman Abroad over on patreon.com. We're offering a 15% discount when you sign up today. you get a further 35 minutes in each episode each week. Bonus episodes, the complete Sonia Sullivan half marathon training plan. And this week, the top physical therapist in the country, the man getting me back on my feet, Vinnie Mulvey, did a bonus episode with me where we talk a little more in-depth about aerobic base building and recovery from injury. Vinny, of course, was the team physio for Leinster Rugby for years, ran for Ireland at many levels and now runs VinnieMulveyFitness.com. Head over there, check that out. Pop over to Patreon.com forward slash Irishmanabroad and start enjoying premium episodes and the full back catalogue of our stuff to accompany you through all your training this winter.